Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, we're back at it again. The schedule's not scheduled. Whatever. Whatever. It, it's fine. We're working on um, it. We're not giving up on you. We're, we're working on it. If you don't give up on us. Yeah, yeah. And oh, even if I you haven't... give up on us, we're still not giving up on you. That's right. Our eight listeners. That, 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 sounds, that sounds too culty. We're not doing that. Anywho, I'm John Norgrove. This is this Julie Norgrove. Um, and uh, this is our witchy podcast. Today we are talking about Samhain 102. So if you've missed our first Samhain episode, that was episode 24. You can check that out on all the podcasts networks and go ahead with that. Yeah, so um, before we get into 102, Samhain 101, um, as with all of our 101 series, are kind of like the intro to this particular <coughs> Sabbath, telling you all of the things that that are about it, you know, how to celebrate, what the origin is, a variety of different sort of facts and fun things about it. But Samhain 102 is where we go into a deep dive. So, um, Samhain is the third and final harvest festival, the first one being Lunasa and the second one being Mabon. Uh, and this takes place on October 31st, or if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, usually April 30th. Um, so it takes place on Halloween, so it's spoopy. Um, and the reason that it takes place on Halloween, well, really is because these holidays were created in low key in like the seventies, um, at least the modern version of these holidays, not like historically. Uh, and Halloween is about halfway between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. And also already has like strong connotations for witchery. Like to the connection to the like historical side of the, uh, like thinning of the veil and uh, uh, like witchy stuff and like magical practice things with regard to like the modern interpretations of it but then again also like inversely directly connected is the fact that like halloween as a celebration is literal i mean it's an american celebration so if you're listening to this outside of america you like sorry um <laughs> Or maybe yeah. not sorry. Maybe you're yeah. lucky, depending on how you look at that right now. I guess. I don't know. Um, Halloween's awesome. So we <laughs> have is. that it going is. for us pretty much only. Um, but uh, yeah, so Halloween is basically exists as a placeholder for a bunch of sort of witchy celebration-y things. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like Coca-Cola designed Santa Claus. It's one of those like just like weird. Yeah. Fun marketing things that yeah. have like turned into their own ass thing. Yeah. So. Well, and Samhain <laughs> is the most popular and widely known pagan holiday, thanks to a ton of mentions in movies and books and TV. And I mean, most of those are like, oh my God, witch is a bat, burn the witch. Uh, so, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that. Samhain's number one, probably Yule number two. I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe um, Midsummer's coming in number three. I mean, people are starting to get into no Midsummer is like a or little like bit. Beltane maybe. Maybe Beltane. I don't, I don't know. know. Probably Midsummer over Beltane, but I don't know. It's definitely um, not Imbolc. Imbolc is like the meek youngest <laughs> sibling. Nobody knows who Imbolc is. Or maybe the middle sibling. That's how that works, right? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm the oldest and the best. Whatever. I am a, I am the oldest, but also a middle sibling. And that because I have like a half sister that um I didn't grow up with. They were like adopted, so or um, you know, were were adopted, and uh, I didn't grow up with uh, with siblings, so technically I am both. Yeah. By the powers combined. Okay. Yeah, why not both? Uh, so... Why not both? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Halloween is like kind of like already that placeholder, so it would make sense that when they like sort of reinvented Samhain, mm -hmm. that they sort of like, um. 
attached it to the place that already had that shit existing exactly. in it. Yeah. So that does make sense why Samhain and Halloween always like overlap. You know, why, yeah. why there's that correlation there. Um, also, and I'm going to bring this up every time anybody ever mentions this, it should be pronounced Samhain. Deal with it. Oof. I, I feel a bunch of, uh, a bunch of like, uh, like pendulums being clutched. A bunch of people who don't know jokes. <laughs> um, it's just spelt Samhain. And so it's just Samhain in my head. Samhain. It's Samhain. No, it's definitely Samhain. The M-H is, uh, like a. Like, like a, a W? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, like cow. Samhain. Yeah. Like cow? Yeah, Sam. Do you Hain. spell cow C O M A? No. Because that... guess how you don't spell cow? C O M H. Next subject. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Jokes on you, that's how we're spelling it from here on out. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I love those fucking comms. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Samhain's always Samhain in my mind, and so, like, whatever. And occasionally you hear people call it Samhain, and I'm just like, yeah, that's right. There's just shit that, like, you just, you you read before you ever heard it spoke aloud too many yeah. times. Yeah, And so it just exists wrongly in your head, and that's totally okay. Yeah. You know what? Normalize saying shit not necessarily perfectly accurately, right? Like, that shit just happens. Well, there's... Not, uh, I, I like, know everybody's like real sassed up about saying words subject, wrong, but, like, but there's like, also like leaning too far into it. Like you don't need to lean super far. Oh into my it. god, yeah, yeah. Um, you you don't need to hard roll every R, my guy. You definitely kind of run this risk of being like a little too over the top with yeah, that, and yeah. then alienating people from that. Um, so moving on from <laughs> this um, odd and controversial. <laughs> I guess it's controversial. Cow I think that my answer is I think that my answer is do peace and let people say things the way that they're gonna say fair, them. Fair, fair. But what do I know? Uh, so Samhain is a liminal festival and is the threshold sort of like between yeah. light and dark, yeah. um, summer and winter. Not kind necessarily of, lime, but still the citrus like... family, smaller than grapefruits. <laughs> yeah. Limes are delicious. Um, it's kind of like Beltane, um, where honoring and honoring the Fae is an important part to, of celebrating Samhain as well as uh, Beltane. Uh, and we have um, a Beltane 101 and a Beltane 102. So if you want to hear more about that, go ahead and check those out. Um, I don't have the episode numbers, but honestly, it shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah. Um, so the time of Samhain, Samhain season, if you will, is a time to celebrate the cycle of life and death and rebirth. People celebrate by having mute or mute dinners or dumb suppers. They mean the same thing. They're just different words. Um, by dressing up in costumes and trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns or other produce, uh, having bonfires and doing divination, um, among other, you know, more modern Americanized festivities associated with Halloween, like um, partying. Yeah. I mean, literally all the things you described are like technically parties. I mean, it is, fine. it is very, very partying. Yeah. yeah. When you go trick or treating, you're partying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we often hear that the veil is thin this time of year. Um, but what is the veil? Sure. And to talk about the veil first, we're going to talk about what a liminal festival is. So li the word liminal comes from the Latin word limen, meaning a threshold. Weird oblong yellow fruit. <laughs> 
but the term liminal um, was really coined by folklorist Arnold Van Gennep in 1909. So it's a very new term for this sort of really old idea that we have. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, such rituals marking, helping, or celebrating individual or collective passages through the cycle of life or nature exist in every culture and share a specific threefold sequential structure. And that's absolutely true because we are looking at um, this sort of transitional period of which Samhain is uh, is a thing. So Samhain in particular, we are we have the first in the threefold path is summer, and then the transition is Samhain, which is fall, and then the end of that path is winter. Um, if you look at it that way, um, if you are Twilight Zone fans, there is a variant intro on a couple of episodes that says that liminal is, and the Twilight Zone is also liminal. Um, it says that the middle ground between light and shadow, science and superstition. And I really love the way that they describe yeah. that liminal thing. And I think that that like totally. I think that we should home. start. I think that we should start calling more liminal spaces Twilight Zones because that's a fucking great shit series. So. I'm I'm here for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, and the space in between transitioning from the old to the new, the um, is is really what liminality is. It's sometimes uncomfortable and it can sometimes be unsettling to be in these spaces. So ways where liminality exists would be moving homes like you have your stuff in both places. Uh, puberty. You're not quite a child, not quite an adult. You're somewhere in the middle. Um, a revolution could be considered a liminal type of space. Carnivals are commonly considered to be a liminal space. Nope. And I, I see I, nope. I, I see that you're shaking I, your I, head. I because a carnival is a transition I between see. thinking that going to the carnival was a good idea and then going home from the carnival and realizing that you spent $400 to ride two garbage rides. Is that what we're talking about well, right now? I, I mean, I love carnivals. I'm not hating on carnivals. That's not, not what this saying, is. But just like, how the hell is a carnival liminal? Is it is it believing that you shouldn't be fearing unnecessarily clowns and then going to a carnival and realizing that no, 100% we should fear clowns. And so the liminal <laughs> nature of carnivals is the transitory space your mind is in where you're like, oh, hey, look at that clown, comma, holy shit, look at that clown. <laughs> Is that what it is? Is that the uh, liminal space? Actually, actually, you're not far off. I, I read, know. I, you know, there was like, Whatever. there was this thing that I read and it had a whole bunch of examples of liminal spaces. And one of the things it listed was carnivals. And I was like, carnivals? Yeah, no, that's a fully insane fuck? number And then I thought list. about it and I was like, oh no, carnivals. Because think about, think about when you see carnivals like in, in movies sure. or in media. Sure. For the most part, when you're seeing a carnival, there's something bad gonna happen, right? Like carnivals in, in TVs and in movies and in media are like, like they seem fun and like a cool idea at the outside at the beginning. Yeah. And then our characters are at the carnival and then it slowly turns a sinister. It's kind of one of the reasons why people don't like clowns. Clowns in a way, I guess you could. I mean, people don't like clowns liminal. for the obviously good reason that clowns are vaguely nightmares. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not so clown people, not like actual <laughs> people who play clowns. I mean, maybe you're a nightmare, but like, whatever, that's not my problem. I just mean like the very idea and facsimile of clowns. Clownness. All clownery is horrifying. <laughs> well, intrinsically. Uh, and you want to know how we know it's horrifying? It's because the clowns that we're seeing now are less horrifying looking. Go get, pause this, get to your work or whatever if you're listening to this in your car, and just Google <laughs> old timey clowns. 
Come back to this podcast. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Dude, oh, man. Old-timey na- costumes are cl- horrifying. Clowns nowadays, yeah. you're like, ah, that's super scary. It's just scary because the movie It was so, like, profound that it ruined modern clown looks. But you go back to old-timey clowns, and you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. What are we trying to do? Scare kids into line? What the fuck is going on with this? If my parents brought this thing into my house for my birthday as a child, I would just be like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's, oh, let's, see, for me, let's it was killer clowns, clowns from nightmarish. outer space. It was not It. I, I mean, was, I, I, don't I was okay a with, Tim, with Tim Curry eating my soul. Yeah. I was not okay that's with Killer Tim Curry. Alien That's a different thing entirely. I would let Tim Curry do anything. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Tim Curry's the fucking literal best. No, but uh, carnivals are kind of like a weird liminal space. And not carnivals where you go well, it's to because like, a carnival go is to a just ride the rides. in real life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand yeah. why carnivals are like vaguely liminal, but the idea that carnivals are intrinsically liminal is like weird. It's just like the idea it that, is, well, like, but like, like, like you said not. earlier, all carnivals in media are like, you're like, some shit's gonna go down. But like, that's not always the case. I forget what police give, procedural give from the early 2000s. Give me an example. There's a police question, pro- of the, question of the day, yeah. dear listeners. <laughs> what is, what is an example of a carnival in media, like TVs, movies, books, whatever, that isn't vaguely or outrightly creepy? Yeah. Uh, Hit me with it. There's some police procedural from the early because 2000s Because even carnivals in Scooby-Doo are creepy. Well, everything in Scooby-Doo is creepy. You can't trust anything except for the parts of the walls that are slightly brighter in color. Ooh, you especially can, not you adults. Can, you can't You can trust know adults. for sure because that's about ready to do something. Um, <laughs> yeah, animation style. Uh, no, like, I forget what police procedural it is, but there's one from the early 2000s where, like, anytime the police had to, like, go out there and chit-chat, like to discuss the case or whatever, they were always walking on a pier with a carnival happening. That's weird. It's very weird, but it was nothing bad happened there. It was just like a local place. Honestly, I think it's because they were filming in like a local area and the local area was like, what's up? Hyper carnival pier thing. And they're just like, yeah, let's do that. But (laughs) I don't even remember which one it was too. I just, I, I very remember like constantly seeing the same two or three cops, like walking onto a pier where there's like the merry-go-round and like the people doing stuff and the like cotton mm. candy and all that shit. Uh, and they're just like, ah, so we found that body the other day. You know, do whatever cops do. <laughs> um, whatever. The, I've seen a lot of police procedurals. They all kind of fucking blur together. So unless you have like a shtick, it kind of, uh, I forget it. Yeah. Um, so moving down the list of liminal things. Um, another thing that is classified as liminal are um, groups of people on the edge of society who kind of live in both places. So think of it like this way, like you're like a 1980s hardcore punk rocker and you've got like the mohawk and you've got the piercings and you got all the stuff. And during the day you work in like an accounting office, right? So you are a liminal person. You are transitioning between the like, bright white cubicle land and the like punk rock lifestyle. So in a sure, way sure. that is all a millennials is the word that you're looking for. The description you're looking yeah. for is all millennials because we have to go into the office and pretend that the things these people are saying make even the remotest amount of sense and are definitely programming. Yeah. And then you well, have to go home and like either. be a like, normal human with coping mechanisms yeah. as opposed to like 
them. Well, and like entire swaths <laughs> of people could be considered liminal in this respect as well, particularly people who um, ha- are have immigrated or whose parents emigrated to another country. Oh, sure, could totally. Certainly Any, be anybody that liminal. doesn't fit into whatever the like localized social but also has the ability to, is, to fit and into is having both. to fit into like yeah. both sides of the same coin. Yeah, sure, totally. I mean, you could also say the same thing about like like country folk who live out in the sticks. Yeah. But then like got to go into town to like do going into town stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Twilight um, is another time or is another example of liminal. That's the time between night and day. It's a whole zone about it. Yeah. (laughs) No, not the vampires. Train stations, hallways, beaches, fae circles. Those are all examples of liminal things. And if you are a Redditor, as I'm sure you know we are, if you're one of our eight listeners, um, there is a fantastic subreddit that is uh, r slash liminal space or liminal spaces. I'm not sure exactly which off the top of my head. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Where, where people just submit pictures of liminal spaces. And it's pretty fantastic. Um, I would so- also add onto this list those rotating doors. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. my gosh. Yeah. It's a transition between outside and inside. And also, every time you go through one, you're a little terrified that you're going to be trapped or cut into pieces or, or some other like, nonsense. Or, like, get caught yeah. on it or yeah. something. The real scary ones are where it's not like, not, like, when it's, like, nine leaves, you just got to, like, get into your own leaf. Like, that's fine, right? And then but you're just, just, like, plod, 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 yeah. plod, But when plod, it's the plod. two leaves <laughs> that are swinging, so you got to get, like, you got to get, like, a group of people in yeah. there. Oh yeah, and you have to kind of like jump out. I'm not gangster. Yeah. I'm not gangster on those ones. Every at all. every single time I have to go through yeah. one of those, especially I have the to ones like that just work myself rotate. up to it. You know, it's one thing if it's one that you like go through, go through whatever. But have you ever been to the ones that just are constantly rotating? Oh no, I have slowly. Not. Oh yeah, I've only shit. been to the ones that power your. That those you are those are fucking yourself. horrifying. That is horrifying. Yeah, those yes. rotating doors are absolutely <laughs> horrifying. Guess what? Hey, uh, just use a regular door. There you go. Problem solving with Jonathan. Bam. Use a regular door. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If if I'm ever in a hotel that's got one of them dumb rotating doors in the front, I just use the emergency door to the side. I'll do the rotating door like once or wanna, twice, but certainly that. not. Every I don't want to do that. It's a lot of work. That that's a and lot. And if you miss time, uh, you're judged because a lot of those rotating doors because they have to be able to fold open for like obviously for an emergency or whatever. Yeah. And I can't tell you the number of times I've been near or in or about ready to get in or God help me about ready to get off one of those doors and somebody's like a little too hot coming in a little too fast and they touch the door and it it shuts down the rotation and it pops the door open because they're designed to like all swing open yeah. and you're just like oh come on man what are you doing <laughs> that is horrifying yeah. yeah i'm just imagining the doors just like pop on you well yeah they well they just you know they, it's uh there's just like a like a like an indent you know, oh. so it, it just wants to hold into its like cog position, yeah, yeah. but they're designed to like rotate out of the way. So you can basically like rotate them all out of the way and use it as an open thoroughfare in an emergency. Yeah. I mean, they all have this. It's obviously a good feature, but it means that occasionally somebody like comes in a little too hot yeah. and like pops like, and of course you got to go to be going like the right direction because they all yeah. full, full, I think the same direction, but like you like get it a little bit. I dude, I've been in. One of them rotating things would happen. It sounds to me like you've been in way like, more of these rotating doors. I've been in a ton of these have. rotating doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in like, like a whenever a bunch. I see them, it's like uh, it's like a curiosity. I'm like, oh, look at this rotating. Door. Oh my god, no, yeah. I've been in I've been in a ton of these. They're at like a lot of hotels. They're at a lot of convention centers. They're at a lot of like airport style shit or like business buildings. Love that shit. So yeah. like um uh what do you call it like um 
like fancy shops. I've been in a bunch of them in like, like the boutiques. UK, like boutiques and shit. Got them like old timey buildings. I mean, they're hot, but like, nah, I'm not, hmm. I'm not gangster on them. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, because this is a liminal time of year between summer and winter, um, it is believed that the boundary between this world and the spirit world or the fae worlds, um, is thin this time of year, effectively making Samhain and Beltane seasons liminal. And the reason why, um, we say season here, um, instead of just like specifically on that day is because really it's not it's not like oh my gosh for one night the veil is lifted and you can see that's not how that works yeah it's like a season so if you can't do stuff on halloween that's totally fine yeah um i know that we say that in each one of these episodes but i feel like i still have to hammer it home because a lot of people are just very stressed out about the idea of trying to do a ritual or whatever their spell work is on that day and it's totally unnecessary we usually do ours a few days earlier a few days later very rarely on the day yeah, we never got time for that yeah we don't have time for that yeah, we don't have time for that yeah. uh yeah and like think of it sort of like uh like tides you know so like when you're fishing and you need like a really 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 especially high tide you want to go out at a king's tide but like plus or minus a little bit on that king's tide is going to be fine right um and it's sort of that thing where it's like well if you're trying to stack stuff like uh you want to do something on Samhain but also at sunset or also at midnight whether it's the liminality between days or the liminality between the day night cycle but like if you're not gonna get if if friday is the sound day for you and like saturday you're gonna be home to be able to do some stuff at sunset and friday you're gonna be at work or whatever then like do it on saturday man like that's totally yeah or if you want to like hit the new moon or the full moon or whatever it is like there's no reason that you need that's why i mean hey man that's why that's why the full moon and the new moon got like three days that's why like most of these celebrations got like three celebrations that's why like most of these individual celebrations take like three to five days yeah i mean yeah it's never going to be exactly perfect time as an illusion yeah yeah so yeah don't get caught in the instagram trap oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, if your thing is like it has to be on a specific thing like you do you man we're not here to like judge or hate or whatever (laughs) but But time is a construct but like time is a construct yeah time is an illusion and um you know whatever works best for you works best for you if what works best for you is like taking the day off so you can do it like proper on a specific day at a specific time or whatever then like that's what you need to do man like that's your structure and your system and that's fine like the frameworks of each of our individual realities are intrinsically different they have to be lestwise we're the same people but like i mean you know if it doesn't work out you don't need to like punish yourself or like feel bad that you've essentially like missed a kind of made up exactingness uh, about a thing that's like kind of intrinsically like open yeah. Right. And loose. And especially if you like take that stuff into consideration when you're planning it, instead of worrying about like hitting this exact mark, you can worry about like the details and the structure and all that other stuff. So that way, when you do hit the mark, it hits more accurately. Yeah. Right. You want to shoot an arrow, a, a bow further. You can obviously like get a heavier bow and stretch the bow harder, but you can also just tilt up a little bit and let the wind carry it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. You know, it's just, it's one of those things that we talk about often. We almost never do shit on the, like, exact day that it's supposed to be. uh, Because, like, inevitably some stuff comes up. I mean, like, sometimes it's literally dinner just took, like, 20 minutes longer to cook than we expected. 
And then we're like, not tonight. And then we're just like, nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> or we like put on a movie just like, yeah, we're just going to watch this movie during dinner or whatever. We'll stop it when it's time for us to do a thing. And then like, like an hour into this movie, we're just like screaming at the TV. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, this is more important. I have emotions. <laughs> so like that shit happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's believed that the, um, the boundary between this world and the other worlds or underworld, um, are thin this time of year and and also during Beltane. So what that means is that it is easier to communicate with the dead, with spirits, with deities, with the Fae. It's also believed that um, the dead visit their old homes looking for hospitality. This is sort of true of any type of liminal festival in uh, really any place in the world. So this is not a thing that is very specific towards like modern witchcraft and pagan things. This is a very old idea, this liminality um, side of it. Sure. Yeah. So my favorite topic always the Fae. So um, to appease the Fae for Samhain, um, some cultures leave food and drink offerings outside because they don't want to invite the Fae inside. That's sort of a personal choice. Um, we talk a lot about the Fae in several episodes. In particular, um, one is working with the Fae. We talk a lot about that. Um, so we invite the Fae into our home. We don't have issues with them and that's fine for us. But if that is not something that you want to do, that is okay. However, what is not okay is you telling people in all caps that they cannot talk to the Fae. They cannot interact with the yeah. Fae. Don't, don't gatekeep. Don't gatekeep. Yeah, let's not, let's not gatekeep. Let's all, let's all let everybody practice the way that they want to practice. It's okay, guys. Uh, we're all individuals. Yeah. Yeah. That's all relax. So historically, uh, particularly in the in the UK, in, in regions where you would have more of like a Celtic sort of spin on this, people stayed near their homes or avoided going out entirely after dark. Uh, and if they did, they would wear clothes, they would, um, they'd wear their clothes inside out or they carried iron, salt or a jack-o'-lantern, probably actually a turnip um, to try and... Um, you know, uh, 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 either trick or avoid the Fae entirely. Cause it was thought that if you went out after dark, the Fae would see you, they would follow you home. Mischief would ensue. Yeah. Uh, and in particular in Ireland, Ireland, people would carry a parshell, uh, which is a small cross made of twigs and straw, similar to a brigand's cross, which is basically just like an equal-eyed, four-sided cross. Uh, and sometimes they would hang one in the house, often over the threshold to help protect from, you know, heebie-jeebies. <laughs> On the Isle of Man, people would leave uh, their leftovers outside along with fresh water as offerings to the Fae. And um, in Iona, which is in Scotland, fishermen and families would go to the beach and wade in waist deep. And then they would pour a cup of ale into the water and ask for blessings from the Shoni, who was a, a sea sort of deity and almost like a Fae spirit. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so they were effectively uh, pouring one out pouring for the one homies. Pouring one out for the homies, yeah. No, I like it. It's very Scottish. I'm here for it. Yeah, it is very Scottish. Now, the differences between the celebrations for the Fae and the Dead are actually very small, um, and you can kind of do it either way for the Fae and the Dead or ancestors, spirits, however you want to look at that particular side of things, so... Families would hold a dumb supper or a mute supper, mute dinner. Again, all those words make 
um, or the same thing, by setting up a place and a plate for dead loved ones and ancestors. And um, they would basically just like put a plate of food out. They would serve it just like they would for the guests. And in some areas, this was practiced where you did not say anything the whole dinner. And in some areas, that was not practiced. So again, this is not another, another one of those don't gatekeep things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some, for some like dumb suppers or whatever, it's very like, you know, the ceremony and you want to you know, gotta be quiet and all this kind of stuff um and, but there are also a lot of them where it was sort of like um party time excellent yeah like you like you included the ancestors who were at the table like in the conversation you would give them updates on the like um on like the family or like projects you're working on or whatever this isn't like a asking for help sort of thing it's just like hanging out with you know people who passed on yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Like how in movies you see people sitting at like their loved ones' graves talking about what's going on. Yeah, it's Very the similar same thing. to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in other Celtic regions, uh, dressing in costumes and using hobby horses, which is basically just like a horse on a on a horse head on a stick. Um <laughs> Uh, similar to uh, Marie Louis, were um, that the, was used to ward off like spirits of the dead and to make sure they didn't follow you home. The idea was that you didn't want a rando to follow you home. Sure. You only wanted the spirits that belong in your home. They would already know how to get there. Um, so you know, don't talk to uh, don't talk to strange spirits on the road. Hey, I don't guess. talk to strangers. I don't. That's obvious. Right? Yeah, we all learn that as kids or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and in parts of Ireland and Scotland, people carved pumpkins and lit them with a candle to scare the dead. Uh, every almost everybody knows about this one. It was originally turnips, um, but turnips were introduced to this area of the world in the 17th century. So beforehand, people weren't carving turnips. At, they may not have been carving anything, actually, um, but they may have been carving other variety of veg vegetables yeah. that they would have had there. So, you know, when you're looking at carving something, have at it. We've carved anything from pumpkins to pineapples to turnips. Yeah. Let mm -hmm. me tell you, the most horrifying one is definitely a turnip. I mean, yeah, well, turnips shrivel as they age. So you get little tiny shriveled up turnip heads. Um, yeah. You could carve like a radish. You could carve a carrot. Like an apple. You could car carve a daikon. You could turn an apple into a bong. You could carve a daikon. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the joke? Like turning an apple into a bong or whatever? Yeah, of course you can carve an apple. Um, you can pretty much carve anything, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Whatever's, whatever's, whatever you got, right? If you do choose to carve something, though, uh, please, please try and reuse whatever the innards are, you know, um, try to compost or maybe use some of that for baking or like drying the seeds. Sure, it yeah. creates a lot of food waste every year. So, um, you know, do what you can to do that. And also keep in mind that that might bring um, unwanted animals to your home to feast yeah. upon. To visit your trash cans and knock them boards. over and, and dig around inside of them for sweet gourd guts. But... You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, carve pumpkins responsibly, guys. Yeah. Let's be, let's be safe about it. You know, it's one of those, uh, I, I think it's up there with the like 4th of July, like people getting hurt, getting screwy with pumpkins. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't yeah. carve pumpkins I've definitely, I've definitely jumped a couple of drill bits into my hand. Uh, carving pumpkins power tool style. Yeah. So be safe. Yeah. Use safe tools. 
I mean, I'm still going to use like a router or a Dremel. He's still going to, he's still going to be yeah. unsafe. Don't worry. Yeah. If something happens to him, he's going to walk to the hospital. That's true. Those uh, are the rules. <laughs> so um, some people also do shrines to their ancestors and to loved ones who have passed. Um, All Souls Day is adjacent to this holiday. It's sort of like the Christianization of parts of Samhain. Um, it is a day to remember the, and honor the faithful who have passed away. And many people visit the graves of their relatives tidy them up, bring offerings like favorite foods or flowers and pray for them. Other people light candles for the dead and bake special cakes, sing songs. All of these things you can see really sort of fit into this whole Samhain vibe. So it's thought that a lot of these traditions for All Souls Day and also All Saints Day um, are sort of off of some of these more pagan type of ideas. Um, and part of the reason for that is because around the year 800, which is drinking game moment, the Christianization of Europe um, was in full force around the year 800. And at that time, some churches in Ireland, Germany, and the UK were celebrating All Saints Day on November 1st and celebrating All Souls Day on the 31st. Of course, these days sometimes moved uh, because of the nature of calendars and stuff, but all of those areas Areas are where sort of a lot of these customs for Samhain are coming from. And to see that um, these started popping up in the same areas uh, really kind of gives you like a bit of a tip off there. Um, and for us locally, because we live in California and we live in a place where there's a rather large Hispanic population, Dia de los Muertos is an important holiday in the area that we live in as well. It is also celebrated around Samhain, usually during the first few days of November, um, when it is believed that the spirits of the dead visit their old homes. Sound familiar? Uh, I'm not saying they got it from the Celts, but sound familiar <laughs> so it's got it from them honestly i mean maybe never know. uh family and friends create altars for their deceased loved ones during this time they will visit graves decorate their homes and share special foods like uh sugar schools and panda muerto by the way Fantastic. If you can find a local bakery that's doing these foods, oh, yeah. highly recommend. Uh, <laughs> and this usually is the, the sort of the difference between uh, Dia de los Muertos and All Souls and All Saints Day is that Dia de los Muertos is usually a more um, bright and joyous celebration. You're looking at bright colors oh, yeah. and festivities uh, celebrating yeah. rather than um Mourning, although dope, part of celebration skull is mourning paintings too. and like dope outfits. You get yeah. these like dope outfits with like skeletons and shit, intricately you know put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, very cool celebration. Very cool celebration. Amazing food. If you have ever have a chance to uh, to go to like a Dia de los Muertos uh, like parade or, or celebration yeah. or something like that, it's very cool. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, those are awesome. And if you are interested in more information about Dia de los Muertos, um, please please seek out any variety of just like really awesome um, creators that are part of that um like the community and the, the part of that community yeah. who are part of that practice like we have been to these celebrations it is something that is um like large locally, in the place that we live yeah, in but we are by no means experts on the celebration so please take no. what we say about this with a grain of salt no, no i am not if you want more information get it from somebody who is um more inclined to give you more accurate cultural yeah, more information integrated about into it. the culture yeah definitely yeah. Uh, so that is what liminality is and what the veil is thin means, yeah. um, and kind of how, how we interact with that thin veil, the shall thinness. we say. <laughs> yeah. So next up is, um, some ways to celebrate. 
yeah. which we've compiled. So there's a variety of ways that you can celebrate for Samhain. Um, you can create an ancestral alt altar. Um, you can leave an offering of candy for the Fae. They particularly love candy. You could visit a cemetery, whether that be one that has somebody special to you or a local cemetery. There's also lots of um, historical cemeteries that offer tours this time of year, too. That's correct. We're going to circle back around to candy for the Fae. Uh, if you're going to leave candy outside, you're, there's a good likelihood you're going to attract animals. Make sure that candy is safe or, you know, in a place where animals oh, aren't going to yeah. get to it. Um, cause we're not trying to get like, uh, six, sick trash pandas all up in town. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So like, be cautious about that. Um, like a good heads up is that most animals can't eat chocolate. Yeah. Dog. Um, absolutely. Maybe leave candy corn. Nobody seems to want to eat that except for me. So unless I'm, unless I live near your house, I'm, it's probably not going to disappear. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. If you um, leave candy corn outside, you're going to come out and you're going to find Jonathan. He's going to be like, maybe face painted like a trash panda. <laughs> Maybe, whatever. Only yeah, we'll see if I nicely. can find a carnival. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be fucking horrifying, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, but, like, anytime you're leaving food, like, out, uh, you know, be safe about it or whatever. Because, like, there's food that can, like, make animals sick and shit like that. And we're not trying to do that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. As well as, like, I mean, you know, on the other side of that, maybe, maybe the pumpkin head... That you have your can the the bowl you have your candy in for trick or treaters, uh, maybe you left that outside, uh, secret offering. So yeah, but just like you know, whatever. Think about th think think about hearing a scratching on your door in the morning, and then looking at the little people and finding like a herd of trash pandas just like trying yeah. to rummage through a candy bowl, and just remember that forever because yeah. that is a thing that will and can happen. Yeah, let me tell you, I've seen some uh some of those like oh hey my ring like captured. Like trash pandas oh, just like using yeah. my tire swing. And then you're like, oh, that's going to be cute. And you click on the photo and there's like 40 of those little demons out there. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, three cute trash pandas. 40. Uh, that, that's an attack. I am looking forward to ring videos and photos of like of raccoons. Of raccoons and, 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 and chaos Halloween and chaos such Halloween like that. Yeah, yeah, We don't really yeah. have those guys out here. But our nature yeah, is we only significantly really, more yeah. uh, in, uh, awful. <laughs> yeah, we only have like forest raccoons and we're right next to like a big touristy area in our town. So the raccoons kind of don't really care about our yeah, trash. They, yeah, they stay over there. We mostly got the squirrels and the birds. Yeah, mostly those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so you can also uh, learn about another culture's spiritual practices. So if you're particularly interested in, like we mentioned before, Dia de los, Dia de los Muertos, or you want to learn more about the cultures that you um, ancestrally connect with, or like from Wales or, you know, wherever, go ahead and learn about those. Yeah. However, uh, you know, definitely make it a make it a point to learn from several different sources to understand oh, sure, totally. that there are differences in the way that different people yeah. from us from the same place um you yeah. know celebrate There's obviously hyper regionality in any of these celebrations i mean like you know i'll say like social media like you know tiktok and instagram and those things are good for like learning that kind of stuff yeah. but also like it's real easy to sort of like get caught in a rabbit hole of misinformation. Yeah. Right. So, you know, definitely like check out other people and people who have like, um, who seem to be bringing like a kind of like open and educational vibe as opposed yeah. to like a closed gated community thing. Like, like learning is always beneficial, literally always. So, yeah. 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 
Um, you can also refresh your own sacred space for the season. We typically do that b b around the time of each Sabbath where we clean off our altar entirely and and we just kind of spend a whole evening cleaning and then putting back up our altar with whatever you know seasonal yeah. touches. Whatever the change is. Whatever the change is, yeah. Um, you can invite family and friends over for a meal, plan a ritual, collect fallen leaves because we're still at the height of uh, fall leaf season. Uh, leaf or madness. <clears throat> leaf or madness, yeah. Um, you can make a dumb supper. Yeah. Uh, that can be, of course, a part of inviting family and friends over for a meal. And if you do invite them over, I highly recommend that you um, sort of have a communal um, spot that everybody can use for that dumb supper. In in my mind, not inviting family and friends over is just like you sitting across from and talking candlelight dinner style to an empty space. <laughs> right? Just like, oh, yeah, it's going great. What's it's that fine. like black and white movie where the lady marries the ghost in her house? It's like oh, that. Oh, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is way more fun than, than, than going like, oh, that sounds like you've been stood up. No. Just uh, having dinner with uh, with yeah, my ghost. Just having a ghost dinner. He's the Phantom of the Opera, don't you know? <laughs> um, you can also forest bathe in a spot particularly known for its fall colors or one that you just really enjoy. Uh, learn about your own ancestry and your family history because this is a festival where you honor your ancestors. Um, you can also decorate with seasonal things, whether that's your sacred space or your altar or your whole house, you know, like apples and leaves and pumpkins and decorative gourds. Everybody loves decorative gourds. Yeah, it is that season. Uh, you can also prepare your home and or your yard for the winter, um, kind of like spring cleaning you yeah. can clean stuff out you can i don't know rake your gutters or whatever <laughs> you should prepare your house you should for prepare winter. for now the winter is a good time for that yeah. yes part of these harvest festivals it was a was preparing for the winter it was harvesting the food for the winter and doing all of these things in preparation for the winter and we have found that since we live you know where we live at the edge of the wilderness in a forest um it has become a seasonal thing where we have started to sort of understand and operate with the seasons and yeah. that helps us to really connect with them more like yeah. this year we were talking about how we had a cold summer and our you know we were noticing that the leaves were starting to turn a little brown earlier our tortoise decided he was going to hibernate sooner and we knew that that we were going to have an earlier than expected fall and last year we had a later than expected fall so it really helps you to kind of understand and and be a bit more one with nature yeah yeah. Also, it's cool um, to like stand out, you know, like somewhere in your house and go, you know, holding like a mug of something and be like, I smell the winter coming or something like that. Or very, very badass moment. Something dramatic like that. Yeah. Be dramatic. Yeah. Unnecessarily. <laughs> and just for the fun of it. Um, you can also eat um, foods that remind you of deceased loved ones, whether that's part of like a fancy supper thing or whether that's something else um, and whether or not you're leaving them on your altar. You know, you can make things that your loved ones also loved. Um, meditating uh, and particularly on the cycle of life, death and rebirth, since that is the main theme of this particular holiday. You can visit a pumpkin patch or a corn maze. Yep, those are always super fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go uh, go visit a pumpkin patch, go pick a pumpkin, yeah. and uh, go visit a corn maze and, uh, you know, get lost in a in a maze. Yeah, that sounds... What, what fun. Yeah. 
I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that you can really get lost in them. I've never actually been to a corn maze, so I don't know. Really? Yeah, I've never actually been to a corn There's maze. There's one just like, just in Petaluma. I know. I've it's never been. Huge. I've never been. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've been there like a bajillion times. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, okay. Anytime that I've tried to go, like nobody has gone with me and I didn't want to go by myself. But nope, that's, that's horrifying so yeah yeah, fair. yeah. um or like i've been working or like something else has been yeah. happening i mean it's I only it's only open or whatever for like a period of time you know it's like yeah. a fair or something yeah so but yeah no, no no it's fun it's fun it's fun and you get to like walk around and be like that pumpkin's not good enough that pumpkin's not good enough i want this pumpkin this is the pumpkin i'm gonna take yeah i'm really whatever. into this they generally also have like a big pile of hay that you can just like climb on go to the top of the hay pyramid and uh you know that sounds fun. And like proclaim yourself Aztec war chief or whatever the heck <laughs> children do. Had pyramids. I don't know. Right? You're just up there, just like ah, Khan! You know, like whatever. Um, I don't know how kids act. I'm weird. I've always been weird. There's not not a iota a normal up in here. Um, yeah, no corn mazes are dope. Yeah, it sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, are dope. It sounds fun. Yeah. Um, you can also do divination. That's a huge part of um, sound in particular, especially if you're doing divination about your future or about, like, who you're going to marry. Yeah. The coming oh. season. I mean, listen, every season has some connection to figuring out who you're going to marry. Every single is the one. Thing, every, yeah. every, every holiday is just every like, here's a holiday single one. about... Uh, new Ford Tauruses, but also maybe a little bit about maybe you getting married or something, and you're just like, wow, I can hear the ants. I can hear my ants in here being like, are you getting married or something like that? What's going on with this? Yeah. Well, that's what that is right yeah. there. That's yeah. just... <laughs> a, 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 I don't want to say a simple one, but an absurd one that you can do is peel an apple so that the peel is completely intact. Yeah, one whole peel. One whole peel. Yeah. And then throw it behind you. Yes. Uh, and then look behind you and then see what letter that makes. And then that is the initial of the first name of the person who you will marry. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know apple peel. Yeah. Apple peel magic. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a super common Samhain one. Um, you can also bake you seasonal treats. Apple, so yeah. It is pumpkin season and pumpkin also pumpkin season. spice season. Um, so get at them seasonal treats. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, you can go for a hike. Yeah. Yeah. Get out in nature. Do nature stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate the changing of the seasons. Bring a jacket. It's getting cold out there. Yeah, and if you live in Northern California, also wear um, wear a tank top and shorts, and you can just like. Yeah, yeah, it's not that cold out there. I mean, it's cold in the evening, but like during the day, it's not that <laughs> and cold in the out mornings. There. Yeah, bring a jacket for the morning, bring a t-shirt for the for the for, day for the midday. Yeah. Shorts for the well, afternoon. I mean, if you're wearing a jacket, it's implied that you're wearing a shirt. I don't know who's like free chest in a jacket like a bloody monster Ooh, that would be so yeah right could you imagine free gross. chest in like one of those gross windbreakers i mean i haven't oh, had a windbreaker since i was like no. a child that would because be they're awful so but gross. like yeah like those awful. puffy jackets where they're kind of like no no no, no 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 not those pl- i mean yes those that's what i was thinking bad. No, no, i'm thinking of like a windbreaker See, you know how you got like a like a like just like a thin plastic bag shaped like a coat <laughs> yes. to wear on your body they're like it breaks the wind and you're like do you mean traps the sweat why am i wearing this this is a fucking nightmare who yes. made this thing right why did we decide I mean, to do listen, this maybe it's because i only had like 
shitty windbreakers. I mean, right? I had I had but also It's the like, same thing with those big yellow raincoats. Like, yeah, I get that it protects me a lot from the rain, but it also keeps the moisture inside. And I'm not going for that. I am 100% disconnected from the rainy season and I I don't I think I have one rainproof jacket. And the rest of the time I just wear a sweater and get wet. And it is the heaviest rainproof jacket. Oh yeah, my rainproof jacket is just like, oh, what are you gonna go into the Arctic Circle? Yeah, got you. It is not. So it I is not a crank that. It is not a. It is not a rainproof jacket that is appropriate for where we live because no. where we live, when it rains, it's like fifty degrees. Yeah, it's not it's even not like that, that bad. Cold. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not like that bad. it's chilly. Yeah. If, oh, I also but, technically have that like wool World War II great coat that I bought, that yeah. like Swiss great coat or whatever the heck. Yeah. Which is great. It's awesome. But I mean, it's designed for like the snow and we don't have that here. So yeah, again, I don't yeah. really wear yeah. it. Yeah, no, often. it's uh, most it's of the time I just Most of the time I'm just okay with being wet. Yeah. Just hunch your shoulders and get wet or whatever Bill Burr says. <laughs> I think that's the one who has that, that bit. Yeah. Uh, so how we celebrate Salon. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we we do kind of vaguely all of that. We do kind of like all of that, except for yeah. the corn maze thing, which I just said I've never been to. Yeah, we'll do it um, Yeah, we'll do it one day. Maybe I not this year. I don't even know year. if the one in Petaluma is open this year. Oh, it's probably still open. No, no, no. I mean, like, I don't know if it was open at all this year. Oh, I mean, this is only the first year, was. like, post-Rona. It was. Oh, it was? It was, yeah. Mm. I think I've only driven past it like once or twice. Oh so. yeah, I drove past it when uh, when 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 my friend and I went to tea. Oh yeah, oh yeah, duh. So you got like to see it. Yeah, packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah. there's a new one in Novato. Huh. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, we do all of that stuff. We typically do a um, Sabbath ritual at our house. Invite our friends over. Um, this is sort of the first prepare a feast. Yeah, prepare a feast. Um, we usually do a, uh, ritual to like release any bad things in your life, yep, yep. allow people to like talk at the ritual or, you know, kind of whatever they want to do. Prepare our <laughs> altar space, whether it's to completely change it now for Samhain and then change it again later for Yule or like post Samhain to like get started on the prep work for Yule because we don't really have like a space in the house large enough for like, um, a whole Christmas tree, like a whole regular size Christmas tree. Oh my God, no! Um, so we, we would generally literally like, have to hang it from the ceiling. Yeah, so we generally get like small Christmas trees. Um, and, and just, by like, small, we mean like stuff. miniature. Oh yeah, like you know, like the like like a couple of like a like the little tall. like the little planter ones. Yeah. yeah, like the little planter kind. So we do like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like a desk tree because we just don't. We just don't have the room for that. Um, but you know what we did find the room for this year is a um, a plastic skeleton. Not one of the giant ones from Home Depot, although that's on our list. Um, like a regular skeleton. We were at Home Depot and saw this skeleton and he had little light up red eyes. And we were like, that skeleton. Uh, we don't know where we're going to put it, uh, but we are going to come home with the skeleton. So we bought the skeleton and we've just been moving him around um, in the house like an elf on the shelf. Uh, and, you know, sometimes he's sitting on the bed. Sometimes he's on the couch. Sometimes he's on the chair right now. Uh, for those of you that are not watching <laughs> us on YouTube, um, he is sitting behind me up on the corner on top of the couch. Um, and his name is Pierre. I don't know why his name is Pierre. It just is Pierre uh, because he fell over one day and I said, oh no, not Pierre. Um, and then it stuck. So, um, you know, that is apparently a new way that we are celebrating uh, Samhain is by having a, uh, a skeleton that just sort of like 
moves around our house. Yeah, it's like skeleton in the shadows. You know skeleton. skeleton in the shadows, elf on the shelf. Um, we don't really have a good name for you know. <laughs> well, we're not gonna do elf on the shelf though. We're gonna do we're gonna do Krampus on the shelf. Remember, we're gonna get a Krampus. Oh, that yeah. Um, yeah, we're not gonna do elf on the shelf. We're gonna do Krampus on the shelf. So that's that's what we do for uh for Samhain. We usually do like a ritual. Um ourselves without uh without people being around now that things are sort of post rona um we're excited to have some people over to celebrate start um, bringing the rituals back start bringing the rituals yeah, back yeah, yeah definitely we um we uh first of all i cannot recommend enough this is a nearly human sized i mean this is like a small human and i guess technically the skeleton's about as tall as you are but it's like a it's yeah. like a small human sized skeleton i would recommend uh, if you're into Samhain and this sort of stuff, get you a uh, human-sized skeleton and then just live with him now, roommate style. Uh, it's yeah. actually not horrifying, even though it's like literally everywhere. And sometimes I'm lazy and I just hang clothes on it. Um, yeah, he's got an ascot right now. Yeah, right now he has, he has an has ascot. A headband. Yeah, he no, had a headband. He had a headband. He took that off. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes I put a hat on him or sometimes like a jacket, a jacket or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, funny story. Uh, it is nowhere close to the most horrifying thing in the house. That would be a fall leaf <laughs> wreath on the door to the bathroom. So our bathroom is through like a very tiny hallway. There's like a very, very tiny hallway. It barely counts as a hallway. And then bathroom door. You would assume that that's fine because the living room is generally the lit room. And it does not matter how dark or light the bathroom is or the living room is. Every time you open that door, because it's like a big, it's like one of those like long wreath things. It's you know, not it's like really a, a wreath. It's a garland. Yeah. It's yeah. like a garland. Like, like I got it so over. I could make a flower crown and I have not had time to make a flower, a, yeah. a leaf and crown. And so when you open the door to the bathroom, when you open it in, it like swings at you a little bit and, and like it doesn't move a lot, right? It's not like coming at you but like, it, like a monster. But it like makes a sound. But it, but it makes a, scra a scraping <laughs> sound and moves towards you <laughs> from the doorway. And every... Fucking time I open that door, I just have like a tiny heart attack. Let me tell you what, the stress is up here sometimes, man. And it's crazy because they're getting ourselves our own jump scares. Yeah, that's, that's it's crazy because they'll be like, like, so, like the very idea that it'll be like the middle of the night and the house is for the most part dark, except for like whatever, like we have on the TV, right? And it's like, I have some sort of like nightmare horror thing on the TV, right? Um, Like monsters or like a slasher movie or something like that on the TV. And I go to the bathroom and I open the bathroom door and the and the wreath scares the shit out of me as I'm looking like in like through the hallway into the living room where there's like a skeleton and like a ghost on the wall and there's like a slash on the thing. None of that's just scary, but like this wreath just give me a little scratch scare every time. That that wreath gets me every single time. But but moving the skeleton around, it's been a fun one. I mean, I imagine it's probably horrifying to everybody else, but uh, we're pro the skeleton. Uh, and then we definitely want to get one of those like big, what you know, whatever it is, 70 foot tall skeletons. It's not 70 feet. Uh, one of those big, tall yard skeletons. Um, and like more of that kind of stuff, but we just like haven't had the opportunity to. Um, those, those big, tall Home Depot skeletons are like very, very, very expensive. So yeah, yeah, it's an investment. Uh, so we're not we're not ready for that. And <clears throat> once we put it up, it's going to be up forever. I'm never taking it down. There's also probably no chance in hell that we're going to put Pierre away. 
Um, oh yeah, he's just gonna worst get case scenario. We might just put him up in the loft, but that might oh, also that's be way extra worse. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's just like a skeleton <clears throat> sitting up in the loft, but I mean, whatever, man. Right now he sits on the bed most of the day, so most of the time, just like out of the corner of your eye, there's a skeleton sitting over there. You know. Yeah. So that's that's gangster. It's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one way that we celebrate. Yeah, that's one way that we celebrate. Yeah. And really the last way that we celebrate is um, for us, this is spooky season. So we watch horror movies for the entire month of October. Yep. So we only- I mean, we watch horror movies all the time yeah. regardless. We're big horror we movie people. But we only do we horror. we only watch horror during the month of October. I mean, with the exception of like the, you know, the like week to week, the like one or two week to week shows that we watch. Um, but like, it's only horror movies. It's only horror, like TV shows. We actually just finished a horror show, uh, today and we're shit, probably like 20 or 30 movies into the month. Oh, there's so many movies. There's so many movies. And we are going to do a totally separate video after October is over, um, with a list of all of our things. So if you are so inclined, check that out. Check that out. It'll be on our YouTube channel. channel. We're not going to release that as a podcast. Um, but you can always listen to it in your, um, you know, on your phone as one would listen to a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that on the YouTube channel. Um, and if you're only listening to this podcast, like on the podcast networks, and it has not been made clear, uh, our YouTube channel is Nerd Jive. I honestly don't know if I say anything about that or not. I don't. Whatever. I don't remember stuff. Um, but the, we, po- the 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 YouTube channel is Nerd Jive. So one, if you want to like watch our stupid faces, you can do that there. Uh, but also, uh, if you want to watch our uh, recap of um, spooky season horror movies, then uh, that's where that will be. I would love to say, I would love to tell you that that's going to be short, but no, that is going it's gonna to be, be long. so long. We have seen so many movies and, and some we of have them, so many feelings. Some, about some, so of, many some of these of movies are going to be like, that's good. Watch it. Or that's not good. Don't watch it. Save yourself the time. And some of these movies are going to be, it's it's going to be hard to keep me in control. Um, uh, or me. <laughs> or yeah. her. Honest, because it's, it these, we've got some opinions, especially the last few that we've watched are, um, Ooh. oh yeah. Are we've had of choice and poor of writing. <laughs> <laughs> to 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 speak uh, gently about them. Yeah, yeah, we've got some uh, some hot takes on some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, definitely tune in for that. Yeah. Uh, and now we will um, well, talk b- about b- before we move into the ritual. How oh. do you celebrate? Call to action. Something. Oh, something. Call business, to action. That's right. Something. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that. You do this as a profession. Thing. I do do this I as a profession. I am a professional lazy person, so. That is incorrect. Uh, no, I have a million and one things I'm doing. It's I'm too busy. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so how do you celebrate? Samhain, what's your like normal thing? Um, did you have to make any changes during the, the like multi-year apocalypses that we were going with? Have you um, been to a corn maze? Have you been to a Tell corn maze? It. And if so, do you think that your area has the best corn maze? I mean, I would definitely say that ours isn't the best corn maze, but it's a pretty okay corn maze. Uh, I would really love to go out to one of them corn states. Oh, and you know, do like a, one of them corn counties yeah. and do like one of them huge corn mazes where they got like the corn maze and they got the county fair and they got the like corn queen riding on the back of the tractor and all that. You know, yeah. they do the like whole shenan. I love that stuff. I'm not really big into like summertime fairs primarily because it's hot and in the middle of summer and why would I go outside? <laughs> uh, but I really love like fall festival fairs. Those are really yeah. fun. Um, 
So like what like what is you what is like what do you do? But like if you like if you don't do very much or whatever, or like you participate in your community's thing, like what does your community do for um for that? For like us, obviously we've got the corn maze and we've got like local festivals and like celebratory local things and cemetery tours, local and cemetery cemeteries. tours and and all kind of stuff like that. So we have like a ton of stuff in our area. I mean, Dia de los Muertos shit. Yeah. Um, like they do like a bunch of stuff in like a bunch of different community yeah. things. So like we have a ton of stuff going on here, but Sonoma County big so you know what are you gonna do um but uh yeah like what do you do how do you celebrate it um why is that awesome for you because it it just is probably skeletons for me i love skeletons an all skeleton based accoutrement pierre has been a wonderful uh, addition to bones trying to escape your body and whatnot (laughs) yeah (laughs) free the bones (laughs) okay so Sound ritual. Sound ritual. Sound ritual. All right. So um, this one is uh, basically doing like a, a mute supper. Yeah. So in addition to any other magical items or any like um, representations of your ancestors or your spiritual tradition, yeah. um, you will need a meal that you have prepared or that you have acquired. <laughs> Does You don't have to cook it necessarily. Yeah. Um, that it has enough for an extra portion. <laughs> Uber eats that <laughs> dumb supper, dog. I mean. <laughs> save, save you the dishes. Uh, use paper plates. I got Chinese I'm, food I'm last mad he- week. I'm mad here for that. Yeah. yeah. I got Chinese food last week and I definitely used some of that as an offering. I was like, yes. Yeah, why not? Man? Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. You don't have to, you know. You don't have to make it yourself. Yeah. So a meal with enough for an extra portion of how, whatever size you feel is appropriate uh, and an extra plate setting. So um, get your meal with enough for an extra portion. So prepare that is plated out. Don't just like eat out of the takeout container unless that's your particular jam, in which case go for it. Yeah. Um, and Secret time. Takeout containers have lids. You just flip that lid over, cut that off. There you that's go. your plate for, your, plate. for the dumb Now you don't extra need to plate. wash Now anything. you don't need no dishes. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do that for a ton of stuff. We, I use yeah. the lids for for those things all the time. So also, yeah. it goes easier in the trash if the lid is removed and put underneath. Oh, totally. Yeah, um, totally. a thing that I almost always do. So uh, when you serve the meal, set out an extra plate of food, uh, and when you are ready, cast your circle, clear your mind, and say. As the wheel of the year turns, Samhain is upon us, and I honor the cycle of life and death. The veil is thin, and we are here tonight to honor those who do not walk this realm. So uh, light the earth candle and say, spirits of earth, I invite you to join me tonight. And then you'll continue to go through all of the other candles for air, fire, and water, and the candle for your ancestors, and invite them to join you tonight. And uh, once you have reached the last one, uh, invite any other deities or other spirits that you want to have present join you or yeah, yeah that you want to have present join if you. If you're doing this and you like work with a fae, you can invite the fae to join you. Yeah. So like in the Norse tradition, you have sort of like, uh, you sort of have like outgarths and like uh, like nature spirits and stuff that you may, you know, the land vatir, yeah. um and such like that, that you may invite to join you. So again, like who you want to join, if you just want Aunt Linda to join you, you know, get like a picture of her favorite scarf or whatever and like put that shit on the chair and then just yeah. like, just be like, hey, um, light a candle. Aunt Linda, I invite you to join me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be wide open. It can be as specific or as wide open as you as you want it to be and as it makes you comfortable for your particular dumb supper. Yeah. Yeah. And once you've invited everybody, hold up your glass to make a toast and say, the veil is thin and tonight our worlds merge into one. Let us eat, drink and be merry. 
And now that you've invited everybody and you've done your toast, um, go ahead and enjoy your meal. Yeah. Be sure to talk to your honored guests yeah. just like you Th would if they were yeah. sitting Th there. Think about if you invited a guest over to your house and then, you know, just didn't talk to them at all and sat there and just like watch TV or whatever. That's not a mad gangster way to do that. Um, and if this is new information to you, I recommend trying more social stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, think <laughs> so of like, this invite as... So, like, invite them uh, and talk to them. Yeah, in a way, think of this as, like, a little girl's tea party where she yeah. has all of her friends. Yeah, or, like, a regular house party. Or, or like, like, a, a regular, regular house, house party. Okay. Yeah. I was going or to tea parties friends. always... Oh, because tea parties are always imaginary friends. I was just like, because her friends come over at tea parties? <laughs> no, I was thinking imaginary yeah. friends. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Think of this like a tea party, but you're having to participate even though, you know, you're like an adult. <laughs> you can still have a tea party like that as an adult. I know. It's awesome. I'm very here for it. Yeah. We will definitely 100% have like a princess tea party one day. Oof, a yeah, very soft be so birthday. Great. Like a very soft birthday sort of thing. Yeah. 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 What, was that? What, was that? what was that board game from the like 90s where you had like... Pretty pretty princess, where you had like the earrings and the oh and the yes, that was pretty pretty princess. princess. I yeah, I love that game so much, dude. We played that all the time as a kid. Oh, I did not have that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel had that game and she loved it, and so obviously oh, we all played it. Oh, yeah, right. So we're definitely we're definitely those people, like Rachel and me and Justin and Dad, just being like, being like, no, I'm the prettiest princess. Fight me. Yeah, uh, that's we're like, an aggressive family. We're weird. It's fine. yeah. Also, like I definitely can see that, like, like girl dad energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. They had those like clip on. They were like flat colored pieces of plastic, like clip on <laughs> earrings and like necklaces or whatever. Yeah. At a certain threshold, I forget what it was. I think it was like one or two of the necklaces were just like they were designed for very small heads. So you would just it's just a tiara now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a headdress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. But yeah, just I mean, you know. Uh, Interact with your guests in the same way that you would interact with your guests. I, I feel like I feel like I've said this a hundred times on this podcast. Interact with your guests that you invite in spirit realm style in the same way that you would interact with any other guests. Because yeah. um, like just calling on them to help you solve a problem or do a thing is sort of that meme where it's like, oh, my friend only gives me a call because they need help moving or something like that. Yeah. Like, dude, we're in our, <laughs> we're in our thirties. I'm not going to help you move your house for pizza and a beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to put in work on that, yeah. on that friendship. So yeah. I mean, you know, treat them like friends cause that's what they are. Yeah. And obviously like the kinder we are to everybody, the better off everybody is. This seems so obvious that I, that I shouldn't have to say this out loud, but <laughs> oof, boy, <laughs> vaguely gestures in all directions clearly we need to learn that better yeah and so. if it's just you and you don't really know what to do and it feels kind of silly to be like you know talking to an empty placeholder um you know put on put on put on like some tv put on something that you enjoy watching put on something that your that your honored guests would enjoy put on something watching. that you watched with them if, it, if you're yeah. inviting uh a relative or somebody in that you used to watch star trek with or that you used to do whatever with uh do or that charlie brown you know, or charlie Pumpkin. brown or whatever even if it's just like a toast i mean you know like literally almost every time dad and i have tequila you know we we oh, toast to, to steve yeah. uh so you know it's just one of those things you know you can you can just sort of involve that in your life also i would say get comfortable with talking to liminal spaces <laughs> um 
Yeah. The frequency with which I am talking to the trees, squirrels, or some other nonsensical shit like that is pretty high. But uh, almost every time somebody's like, hey, man, what are you talking to? And I was like, that butterfly. And they're like, okay. Nobody cares. Just yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. I found talk the more the that I, I found that the more I talk to things like that, the yeah. uh, more those things interact with me. So that's fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I am. I am this close <laughs> to being able to summon birds. Let me tell you what. I every wild birds. Every time because I go outside, we have outside, several birds at home, and those, you can just reach it and grab them. That's outside. fair. Yeah, those birds are fine. But like, I we have like finches and such like that, and the blue jay and such, and they just every time I'm outside doing something, they are like real close. The bloody squirrel, the not the adult one, not the adult gray, but the like uh, smaller gray. That, that comes on the tree yeah. every time I'll be outside the and just, I, I scare that thing off every time, not on purpose, but it's just like way too comfortable for being around me. And then I'll like turn around to like go grab something behind me on the table. And it's just like, ah, it's too close. Ah. And I'm just like, well, what were you doing there, man? <laughs> You're like right next to a tool that I need. You see, I'm out here like banging on something yeah. or like drilling see, for some me, shit. It's uh, yeah. it's blue jays, bees and butterflies. Oh, yeah, the bees are awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In particular, the bees at work have become my friends, too. Yeah. I'll be outside, and there'll be a bee, and I'm just like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? If you're you good with bees, here? bees know that you're good with bees. The other bees tell them. I don't know. Whatever. That's because bees can sense royalty. Yeah, bees can sense royalty. Oh, man, that's such a <laughs> please. Bad, please that's... comment below. Please comment or send us a message yeah. if you recognize that. Well, anyway, let, let us know how much you hate that movie because it should movie. be a bunch. It's, it's a terrible movie. movie. It's fantastic. Oh, man, I love it. It's so bad. Um, so when you are... You know, if you have any other like spells or rituals, um, go ahead and do that um, after you've eaten, before you've eaten, however you feel like doing with that. Yeah. Um, and then when you're done, um, you know, like ready to bed, go to bed, ready to do cleanup. Yeah. Um, ready to close the the party down. Think of it just like a party, right? You you prepare some food, you invite people over, everybody parties, and then at some point in time, everybody goes home, or else that's not a party. <laughs> That's just roommates. That's just roommates. Right? Um, or and it's then, a sleepover. Yeah, or it's a sleepover. That's just a real long party. A sleepover is just an unconscious real long party. Yeah. Yeah. You know, night parties? No, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> way way more terrifying way to describe I'm not going to do that. No. Um, we're not going to the carnival tonight. So when you're ready to close night it out carnival. for the evening, say... Honored ancestors and spirits, we thank you for joining us. The meal is over. The festivities concluded. You are free to go, but welcome to stay as you wish. And then extinguish your candles, put away your stuff, dispose of any food that's been uneaten in the way that you would normally do that. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. 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 And of course, this does not have to be a ritual just for Samhain. As with many of these 102 rituals, they are um, sort of all purposey type rituals. Yeah, yeah. That you, you can, can, you can put it wh wherever you need to put it with regard to that. Um, you so know. if you want to make it a once a month thing, go for it. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. All right. That's the uh, that's the um, Samhain ritual. Yeah. 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 So next up is. Um, List reading. <laughs> Last but not least, our all-time favorite thing. Hey, oh, look at this list. What's this a list of? Correspondences. Correspondence. Correspondences. So um, all of these are things that are associated with uh, Samhain. Yeah. So animals, uh, you're looking at your bats and your cats, owls, spiders, you know, all that kind of stuff yeah. that's I traditionally associated with Halloween. Halloween stuff. Also, yeah. werewolves aren't animals. <laughs> werewolves are people hateful 
I'm just putting this out there. So you guys can't see the list, obviously, uh, unless you can read our minds through time. But, but don't do that. That's you're going to regret that more than we will. Um, werewolves is on the list under animals, uh, as opposed to miscellaneous. And frankly, I'm um, also noticing that there are some other things. I too, stand with so. my werewolf brethren in being recognized as at least 50% human. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to move that. Yes. Uh, for colors. Where are those wolves? <laughs> On the wrong list. That's where. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make any jokes about this. No. For fairly obvious reasons. So colors associated with Halloween, um, like orange and purple and black and gold and green, all the colors of fall Yeah. Um, and spookiness. Stones, um, amber, amethyst, carnelian, moonstone, obsidian, smoky quartz are all associated with, uh, with Samhain. Yeah. As for plants, um, belladonna, broom, which is not just the actual physical brooms but it comes from a plant um yeah. we actually have them growing if you here don't know they're about fairly broom invasive plants, species if, if, if you don't know about broom plants look that shit up it's kind of awesome it actually. is it is yeah um they're also been, super pretty yeah they're very i mean pretty. they're mad invasive but they're, they're like super invasive. pretty if you're gonna plant it treat it like bamboo dog put that put that in a pot in a plastic bag on top of some linoleum or and something. get rid of all of the like, like saplings that blow yeah, out yeah 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 <laughs> the blooms smell fantastic in the spring. Yeah. Uh, chrysanthemums are also associated with uh, Samhain. So are foxgloves, clove, marigolds, mugwort, rosemary, uh, yarrow, and yew. Uh, as for foods, all of the harvest foods, yeah. apples and candy and cider and dark breads, um, nuts and wine, mold wine, pomegranates. Do not forget about that. Uh, and pumpkin, of course. Yeah. Obviously. And other seasonal foods for your particular area. Yeah. Uh, for deities, all of these kind of deities that preside over life and death and rebirth, um, and also witchcraft. So the Dagda, Hades, Hecate, Hel, uh, Lilith, Loki, the Marigna, Odin, Osiris, Persephone, uh, Pomona and any other sort of underworld death harvest deity yeah. um, that is not on this list because if it was a full list, oh boy, we'd be here for a while. Uh, and then <laughs> other miscellaneous things are like bones and bonfires, brooms that you would ride, cornucopias, uh, costumes, uh, the fae, ghosts, the grim reaper, skulls, yeah. masks, you know, all, that, all that stuff, werewolves. I'm bringing it back up. What's up? You I brought it back. Yeah. yeah, you brought it back. Uh, all right, so that is um, that is a brief version of the list of correspondi. So uh, if you would like the more complete list of that, as well as the Book of Shadows page. Oh, I know. I know where we are with the Book of Shadows pages. Don't worry. it's I'm working on it. I have more other graphic design things to do. If it helps, I just the other day graphic designed a whole... Eldritch Horror B. So, which sounds like it has nothing to do with this, um, and it doesn't. It, yeah, it, it has nothing to do with this. It's for our Etsy shop. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but we'll uh, probably make it into a sticker. It's pretty great. It is actually pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. It, it turned out way more awesome than it's, I expected. It's creepy and unsettling. Yeah, yeah, and a little judge. End of end, like kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. kawaii. A little kawaii. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 pre cute Eldritch horrors. Um, 
Yeah, I love creepy and cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put put a bow on your skeletons, you know? <laughs> exactly. Make them pretty. Yeah, make them so pretty. So thank you to our patrons. You help us do what we do and better every time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, helping us to get kind of back into the swing of things. So yeah. thank yeah. you to Ellen, Miranda, Helena, and Alexa, as well as anyone who has been a patron before but has no longer been able to do it as a result of finances, the economy, all that stuff. Yeah. We get it. My laziness. I get it. Yeah, we um, get it. Thank you yeah, thank for you. helping us out. Honestly, you know what? You support us just by listening. Keep listening and share us with your friends. Um, but yeah, the Book of Shadows pages has the more uh, all the detail stuff. So like that's that's a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of supporting us by listening, um, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, don't forget to like this video, comment below with all the questions that we asked you. Share this video with your friends. Make uh, make us their problems also. And uh, subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed. If you are watching this, or if you're watching this, oh my gods. If you are listening to this on your podcast network of choice, <laughs> um, leave us a review, man. Let us know what's going on. You can also reach out to us. You can hit us up on social media. So our social medias are like linked in the dibbly do. But either way, I'm Nerd Jive everywhere and she's Goddess Jewels everywhere. Yep. Um, you can find direct links on NerdJive.com. Yep. And you can find all that stuff on NerdJive.com, our website. And you can also, if you want to ask a question and not make it like a social media thing, um, we have like a form or whatever. On the website that to you can like, us, yeah. like, you can fill out and it just sends me an automatic email. It's like a, it's yeah. like a whatever yeah. that's called. Um, so you can always do that there and like reach out to us if you have like a question or um, like a like a correction because we did a thing. If you disagree with my opinions about uh, werewolf uh, recognition, <laughs> then you can leave me, you can send me an email about it and we can become email enemies. What's up? dog yeah uh i'm e here for it e i'll fight enemies yeah, e uh, yeah enemies and if you're interested in checking out the thing that has <laughs> um sucked up so much of our time uh this summer uh you can check out our etsy shop there yeah yeah that's that's becoming a whole thing i'm a lot of a thing but that's fine we're we're it's great because it's awesome Every step we go bigger with the podcast and with our Etsy shop is one step towards uh, both of us being able to make that our full-time gig, which is eventually the plan yeah. and helps us to do more of, do this, more stuff of this stuff that more we love and yeah. that we hope you love too. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So uh, we're uh, Norgrove Enterprises over on Etsy. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we, we do... You can find the link on nerddrive.com. Yeah. We've got um, embroidery floss and fat quarters and other tie-dyed items. Yeah, some art um, pieces and some, some flower crowns, flower crowns and, and, and like some that. sort of odds and yeah. ends. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And we're hoping to add more uh, like sort of witchy accoutrement um, over the next, yeah. you know, like year or whatever. It's uh, it's slow going, but I'd rather grow a business slowly and accurately and you know with like uh with like a good vibe than with um you know taking advantage of shit and being an asshole well so, also you know we're americans so we have to make sure that we have you know health care um. Yeah. um that's its own thing that's, that's its own fine thing. yeah so anywho uh the next episode's coming out so after this we have a pub chat pub chat episode number 11 that mm -hmm. number doesn't sound right um it is a pub chat 
of of undetermined number. It's a pub chat of undetermined numberage. And uh, yeah, so if you have any questions, submit a question and and we'll answer your question in the pub chat because I don't know if we have a question or not right now. Um, we do not. I don't know. So what's going on. if you're listening to this when it comes out or even afterwards, um, definitely hit us up and let us know what your uh, witchy questions are because we love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Uh, and then after that is um, finally, finally, we're gonna do Taseomancy, which yeah. is how to read tea leaves. How to read tassels. Yeah. What are those tassels on a hat? What is that? A tassel on a curtain? What are those? Tassels on the boobies. I was waiting for it. I was like, where's yeah. the booby tassels coming in? Yeah. Uh, and then. Last. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Save Obviously. the best for last. Save the best for last. Uh, and right. then uh, we are approaching our two year anniversary, our two year podcast anniversary. Yeah, yeah, we're approaching our two-year podcast anniversary. That will be in December or some nonsense. Yeah, yeah beginning okay. of December. Or being in the beginning of December. Date to be determined. And uh, what we did last year, and we'll do the same thing this year for that, so that's why we're bringing it up now, is that we are going to be uh, doing a live stream. On YouTube. On YouTube. Um, because I don't know how to do Twitch, man. That's a nightmare. Uh, so I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it'll be live stream on YouTube. So, like... As we get closer and figure out the extant details, um, you can join us there and we'll have like a chat and we'll like, it's just going to be like us hanging out and like having beers and chit chatting yep. and uh, just like kind of hanging out and having fun with, um, with all of y'all. Yeah. Which is going to yeah. be awesome. The last one was rad. It was super fun. Yeah. Gave us a bunch of ideas. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And uh, for those of you who may not be able to attend, we will be putting a um, recording of it up onto the podcast networks as well. It'll be available on YouTube afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Did we put it up on the podcast networks last time? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We'll do. We'll, we'll do the stuff. Don't worry we'll do about the it. Stuff. Yeah, we'll do yeah. the things. Don't worry about the things. Um, but yeah. Either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julia Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, and uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, stay magical, folks. Yeah, and don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt. <laughs>